So yes, bi-weekly, because life is getting a little bit hectic. We're getting back into our normal lives. It is no longer summer vacation. So every two weeks, we'll see a new episode. Of Saturday Morning Superstars. The midlife crisis is in full effect. <laughs> yes. I am Dom. I am Than. And we've made it to Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yes. We are in Saskatoon. It is October 31st, 1992. And we are in the Saskatchewan Center in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. It is billed as the Saskatchewan Place. The place. But it is, yes. <laughs> what was that meeting like? Hey, we got this new <laughs> arena. What do we call this place? Meeting adjourned. <laughs> That's what we get. This is, this yeah. has got to be a town where you go on the new road. <laughs> Let's head on over to restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And pick up some furniture at furniture store. Yes. As we stay at hotel. Yes. <laughs> well, the time loop folded, right? They were, we're at through oh the Stargate. Because we saw Brett win in Saskatoon, but in the show Saskatoon. was from Manitoba. Mm-hmm. So we're actually seeing what actually took place the week before, much later. All right. So I uh, this also came up in my notes, and I was trying to figure this all out because I, I'm thinking, you know, Vince and Perfect here at the very beginning are certainly on a green screen. Yeah, they're not even um, there. They're not even there. <clears throat> they're like here in the U.S. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he starts it. Here in the U.S., it's Halloween. Oh, but yes. we're in Canada. But we're in Canada, by the way. And they cut over to Gorilla, Monsoon, and Bobby the Brain, who are going to be calling our first match for the night. So On Challenge. The- but where's Challenge yeah. coming from? Is it well, is Challenge? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> okay. I, I, ha- I have all this. I, I wrote it down. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So this, uh, so first of all, um, the October 31st that Vince and Perfect are at was taped on October 12th. Okay. Okay. And then they're airing it October 31st. All right. And they cut over to Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. They're, they are actually from a different set of tapings in Regina, Saskatchewan. That were on October 13th. Okay, so 19, a day later. Yes, 1992. So they, they cut over to them a day later. And they're taping for a wrestling challenge that would air on November 1st. Yeah, challenge has a different look. It has banners for challenge, which I thought they could just take, uh, put up or just shoot, uh, you know, the superstar banner or the challenge banner, depending on what show they were taping. But they got a different set. Mm-hmm. Challenge has the threshold that you used to see uh, on early Raw with that little neon threshold that people would walk yeah. through. Yep. And they don't have a Tron. No. Superstars doesn't have the threshold, but they have a Tron. Yeah. So it's a different look. They won't put those together for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, wait, we'll just do one with the Tron. We'll do one with the threshold and everything will be fine. We don't they don't put them both together. No, yeah. that won't happen. Well, couldn't we just buy a Tron for the other? Sh- Shut up. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. It's got to no, look we different. Have to be, they got to look different. Then when he makes everything the same, he puts the Fink in Mike McGurk's tuxedo. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's got to all look the same. Go dress like Mike McGurk. Ah, I don't want to see the Fink in Mike McGurk's tuxedo. Well, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Goodness. So Perfect and Vince, who aren't mm-hmm. in Canada, they're on a green no. screen in the United States. Yes. Are showing us a show from Saskatchewan. Yes. But cutting uh, to a day later. Yes. To another show also <laughs> in Canada. Also in, in Regina. 
Yes. In Regina. 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 I'm sorry. I believe it's Regina. That's 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 a thing. Regina, Saskatchewan. They're both in Saskatchewan. It's like simulcast because we cut to a, a different show. Mm-hmm. It's a different arena with a different look. And it is the, as promised from last week, Money Incorporated injecting themselves into the Nasty Boys match mm-hmm. for the Tag Team Championship. Yes, that's where we are. So we've got, as mentioned, we've got Gorilla Monsoon and we've got Bobby the Brain on commentary. We start off with the lovely Mike McGurk yes. uh, doing the announcing. That was nice okay. seeing Mike McGurk on our blow-off show. Being a superstar show, we only see the Fink, mm-hmm. if anybody. And seeing Mike McGurk, I haven't thought about Mike McGurk in 30 years. But then sure. seeing sure. Mike McGurk in her, I don't know what fabric that is, in tuxedo. Her, in her full glory, yes. <laughs> you're like, oh, I remember her. Mike yep. McGurk was awesome. Yes, McGurk was the the quintessential female announcer for the WWF in the mid-90s. She was Lillian Garcia 1.0. Yes, she was. We cut to Jimmy Hart bringing Money, Inc., down to the ring for the tag team title match. They make their way into the ring. One of the things I noticed that I'd never noticed before, IRS does have the briefcase, but he puts his glasses in his briefcase before starting the match. I thought that was quite a nice little touch. You know, now the heels come out first and the baby face comes out second. But Mm -hmm. back in the day, it didn't matter. Whoever was the champion came out last. And this was just luck because Money Incorporated is out and you're expecting the champs to come out. But the Nasty Boys come out, and they're like six shades of rip shit. Oh, they're out for blood. They come out, and they immediately confront Jimmy Hart, as they are pretty pissed at getting passed over for the title shot. This is awesome, because Money Incorporated is like, all right, all right, chill. DiBiase does the chicken shit heel move of putting his arms up and backing off. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Rotunda is just in their face. He's like, no, no, I'm not the chicken shit heel. I'll let Ted do his stuff over here. I'll kick the shit out of you either way. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to get hurt. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Somebody's going to die here. Ted starts pulling out like real money. He starts <laughs> pulling out hundreds. You're like, look, yeah, I know. We got the match. It's kind of not fair, but have some cash. We'll call it a day. Just be on your yeah. way. He tries to buy him off. Yeah. Nob's like, maybe for a little more. And he gives him a little more. <laughs> Pretty much gives him the wads. He's like, well, I got to split it with SAG, so I'm going to need some more. And IRS <laughs> gives him some money. Of course. Of and then course. they're looking at it like, you know what? This is fair. I was about ready yeah. to buy in. I was like, yeah. oh, all right. They're cool. <laughs> They're good with it. <laughs> yeah, they put the money in, in the jackets, and then they yeah. start wailing on them. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, we're going to take the money, and then we're going to still beat the shit out of you. It's that, all good. That was awesome. They took the money yeah. and beat the shit out of them. This was pretty <laughs> cool, because I thought that would be the end of it. I thought... Mm-hmm. They're down. They got beaten up. There's either going to be no match and Mm -hmm. it's just going to be a no contest or the uh, disasters are going to come down, just instantly pin Money Inc. and head to the back. And that's your feud. Quick. Almost like a squash match. Yeah. Plus, we see Rotunda uh, goes to the outside and he looks pretty injured. Yeah. He's messing with his knee like he got hurt. So I was thinking, you know, two on one against DiBiase and DiBiase Mm -hmm. goes down. But no, we get an actual match. Like a real match. Like, yeah, we got our ass kicked, but we're still good enough to beat you guys. So after the Nasty Boys leave, Earthquake and Typhoon come down and they immediately begin to take over here. And they're doing all their big pop moves, a lot of squashes in the corners and what you would expect. And I think the audience was probably in the same boat as you and I were. And now that Money Inc. is hurt, this should be no problem. Right. Or the natural disasters. So they're doing all their big pop moves and it's going pretty well for them. Well, we get the debut of the Head Shrinkers. Yeah. Who in this incarnation is Samu and Fatu, which who we know is mm-hmm. Rikishi. Samu's dad is the OG Wild Samoan Afa, and he's being the manager for these guys. Mm-hmm. And they interfere and lay out the disasters. Oh, yeah. Earthquake takes a nasty header. Header into the guardrail. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't do a little cut work for that one. Yeah, not on a Saturday morning show. I guess they didn't want to do a Saturday morning blood. Yeah, yeah, but he got 
beamed. He did. He made it look good, too. And at this point, I thought this would be a quick story tell. Mm -hmm. Squash match, which would put Money, Inc. against the nasties, and that would be the end of it. But no, we get a million-dollar dream. We get a sleeper hold. Mm -hmm. We get a million-dollar dream. We get a sleeper hold. We get constant, constant sleeper holds back and forth. Tags in sleeper hold, sleeper hold, million-dollar dream, sleeper hold, sleeper hold. Yeah. And then it actually ends with the million-dollar dream. And Danny Morello, the ref, is in there. You know, doing the hand thing with Earthquake, and I'm waiting for the third arm to stay up. They usually don't end these, like the Million Dollar Dream would end a squash match. Yes. The Million Dollar Dream doesn't necessarily end a name against name. So I'm waiting for Earthquake to hold up the arm for that third time to really get the crowd going, and it does not happen. It falls. It falls. Titles off of them. And we saw a title change on TV. Could it be? I know, right? This was not at a house show. Why do we keep seeing the tag team title change chance, but everything else we have to either pay for or we don't get to see it all? Yeah, you're not good enough for that. No, the world title changed like on a commercial break. <laughs> this is the longest first segment in our history of doing this. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. 14 minutes long. Besides the intros, we have a run-in, a match, mm-hmm. a debut run-in from the Head Shrinkers, a title change, and then finally we're at a post-match interview where Jimmy Hart is all happy that he made the right choice. He mm-hmm. picked Money, Inc., and that's why he's now managing the champions. Yes, he is manager of the year. Manager, yes. <laughs> Nobs and Sags come back out to confront jimmy and this is after money inc had already gone backstage so jimmy's all by himself up on the dais with gorilla and and bobby keenan you know saying he's the greatest and he made the right choice and nasty's come out and confront him and they give jimmy the old pit stop there we have a couple of we're faces moments Mm -hmm. like when Mm -hmm. they they take the money then turn on irs and million dollar man and crowds going nuts they totally buy into okay their faces now but just in case yeah we're, we're gonna yell at and then beat the hell out of and then do our big pop moves against poor jimmy hart here yes. out come the champs we get um mm-hmm. dibiase and irs trying to save jimmy hart for some reason well he is their manager okay <laughs> no they don't need it yeah seriously like we got the belts yes. now why do we have to yeah. give this guy 10 percent? yeah we're good <laughs> <laughs> hey nasty's gonna kick the shit out of him jimmy hart gets bench pressed and then thrown thrown down off the dais yeah he- onto money inc he takes a pretty big jump there pretty big jump for jimmy hart to take so out of all of this we get a lot going because we're i think we were discussing this uh a couple of weeks ago how the tag team scene was kind of getting a little bit you know lopsided yes uh because we lost legion of doom as far as faces you had you know the natural disasters and then you had uh high energy i think that was it bushwhackers if you count them but they're kind of part-time in it like you don't see them a lot so now we've got a new face team in the nasty boys we've got a new heel team in the head shrinkers Mm -hmm. and we've got immediate feuds with the natural disasters and the head shrinkers and the nasty boys and money inc they were able to do that in 14 minutes 14 minutes (laughs) that is a lot of stuff in 14 minutes we're gonna see a lot in this whole episode actually dude this is packed yeah this is a good one (laughs) <laughs> we get three debuts on this we show because we're in for debut number two right now. Yokozuna debuting with yeah. Mr. Fuji. Yokozuna is billed at 505 pounds, and this is literally the thinnest I think I've ever seen him. Yeah, and he shows that because he's moving in there. You know, oh. for as big as he is, he's he can still move. So we've got Yokozuna with Mr. Fuji, and he is facing Bill Jadoin. Jadoin. Jadoin? Is it, is Jadoin. it Jadoin or Jordan? Uh, it is J-O-D-O-I-N. We saw oh, okay. him, I believe, last week. He was on Facing Somebody because we had this discussion before. Uh, we weren't quite sure what it was, but it is Joe Doing, J-O-D-O-I-N, Joe Doing. A couple things. I am surprised that they use this guy because they're trying to show how enormous Yokozuna is. You've never seen him before. He's 505 pounds. They follow the disasters with Yokozuna, which... Yeah, it's kind of cool because he's even bigger. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna make him look huge, I'd have him follow like short wrestlers, like have a bushwhacker match, and then Yokozuna. But mm-hmm. he's that much bigger. Following the disaster scene, earthquake and, and typhoon, and then this dude. Yeah, I, I get it. But Jordan or Jadoin or whatever Jadoin. Bill's real name is is not a small dude, and I'm surprised no. that they had Yokozuna fight a larger red tight. Yeah. 
One, because yeah. you could throw around a, a little guy. But also, if you're 505 and you're against a 185-pound guy, you're just going to look, look that much better. So that surprised me. Bill Clearly. Jordan is not petite. No. He was a fairly big guy. So to, to start off this match, and I, I thought this was interesting because there's so much action that went on in the first 14 minutes that they're still talking about that action as Yokozuna is making his way down to the ring, which it is his debut, and yeah. they're already talking about something else. Vince catches himself. He's like, yeah. oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> we got this new giant dude in here. We yeah. should shut up and start talking about him. And yeah. what surprised me is how much of Yokozuna's act is already in. Like, mm-hmm. he bows, he does the salt, he does the sumo man- mannerisms. Like, the whole act is almost there. It's kind of like Razor. Yeah. When Razor showed up, his entire act was kind of intact. I don't feel like it changed too much over the years. The only thing that would probably have changed is that because of his size, he might have gotten like a little slower. Oh, yeah. He's pretty spry here for a 500 pound guy. It starts with a chop to the neck that I barely saw. That's how quick yeah. he is. And then. Yeah. A suplex just really fast. I thought it, was, it literally looks like you're looking at Randy Orton sometimes, or how quick and smooth he is. His leg drop is terrifying, and I don't know what they're going to oh, do, because yeah. now they got three dudes doing the same move. And Jordan, he's a pretty good red tight. He does nothing but twitch. He, he sold it really, really well. I just have him, like, shaking on the ground yeah. after the leg drop. He looks like Vanilla Sherbert after the beatdown. <laughs> Yo, we in like that, yo. <laughs> yeah. I get the stitches out next week, but we all good. You still seeing that dude about your nerves and shit, huh? Yeah, I got the cast off last week, but we in them. <laughs> he does yeah. this corner splash with an uppercut. Like, he doesn't just oh, yeah. squish him into the corner. Our poor red tight. Yokozuna <laughs> runs in, like, full speed, and it's quick. And yeah. instead of just splashing him with his belly, turns to his back and hits him with his elbow like it's uh, like the Judas effect by Yokozuna. <laughs> I forget how quick this dude one. was. Yeah, and this was definitely a really good debut match. After Vince catches himself, of course, he's all about Yokozuna because this was certainly the direction he, he wanted to go. He wanted these bigger guys. Yeah. He definitely one of these, you know, he, I, I feel because of this, maybe this took a little bit away from Bret Hart being the champion and why Yokozuna became champion so quickly. Because as we know, he's going to take it at WrestleMania. It just seems like there's definitely a direction that Vince is going here with these bigger guys. I remember Pritchard not too long ago was saying on his podcast that they were trying to search for new Hulk. And they had Yoko. They're like, we've never been a heel town. Like, the heels would have the belt for a matter of weeks before mm-hmm. they cough it up for a, a babyface run that would last forever. Like, Backlund, six years or so. I mean, mm-hmm. h- how about uh, San Martino? Like, 187 years he was champion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hogan's first run was like four or five years. Yeah, like it was. They, and you just wouldn't put it on a bad guy. He was always a hero town. But this is like, let's just have some one chase forever yeah and yoko was the guy so for reasons beyond any understanding we get a replay of nails and the undertaker confrontation but we're gonna spend yeah. the rest of the night promoting the final blow off between nails and boss man and i had a big problem with this that came up later when they were pushing the Nails Bossman thing and both of them did their promos. I feel like the blow off between Bossman and Nails just has taken too long at this point. I feel like they should have had it at SummerSlam. Yeah, we did not need Nails Virgil. That did nothing for anybody. No. Instead uh, of Virgil. That yeah, that would have been the perfect time to have it. Now it's taken way too long to the point where we've had Nails calling out the Bossman the past couple of weeks on superstars and boss man doesn't come out which makes him look weak and you get the undertaker coming out giving him the stare down so all of a sudden we've got this other confrontation going on so when they start talking about this nightstick on a pole match that's one match i'm not really looking forward to and yeah. you know it seemed like when when boss man first came back and he cut that amazing promo like that's when i wanted to see this blow off yes it's been too long though so we cut to the event center brought to you by ica pro for everybody who cares about their body 
Right. I was surprised that we're not seeing just like the generic national promos because we're still a month out and the event center wasn't really the place where we were doing a lot of pay-per-view work for SummerSlam until the very, very end. No. But we get Survivor Series on the screen. Yeah. It was, he has his little uh, 32-inch screen TV behind him. (laughs) If that. Live on pay-per-view Survivor Series, the Thanksgiving Eve spectacular. We get a few of our matches mentioned and then a few promos for those matches. Matches. So the first one that is mentioned is the Shawn Michaels against the Hitman for the WWF Championship. And we get a promo from Shawn Michaels. They usually put over the person that they're fighting a bit. To, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you, you're pretty good, but you're not as good <laughs> as me. But they'll always put them over a little bit. Shawn yeah. does such a great job in character because the character is still pretty young now. He's still trying to like, you know, we've been watching him. He still doesn't do his finisher. He's still building mm-hmm. his character. But Sean's like, you know what? No one expected the Hitman to be champion, but if there's anybody that's deserving of the title, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. I totally thought he was going to say it's Brett, but he's like, it's me. He brought it right back to his egotistical character. Perfect. Which was absolutely awesome and he vows to make Hart the shortest reigning champ yeah but already he's like longer than <laughs> a couple people yeah okay than rick flair yeah yeah he may he may have had it more than rick flair already i believe so <laughs> he, he definitely had it uh, longer than you know, poor andre the giant when he sold it in 30 seconds we then get a promo from the bulldog oh the bulldog. As we find out that he is going to be fighting the mountie for the Intercontinental Champion at the Survivor Series. And this, I I have in my notes that his cadence was really weird in this. It took him too long to think of the next couple words (laughs) that he was going to say in his promo. Yeah, he has about three or four different notes that he's trying to get through. And Mm -hmm. he just wanders through the woods to get there very, very slowly. Yeah. He's got the vocabulary of a promo, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like it was all done in magnet poetry and he dumped it out and he has to read it. And he's trying to figure out a way (laughs) to get the adverbs and the nouns all together into some kind of cohesive thought. It's painful sometimes to, to listen to a bulldog promo. It was. I like. I figure he knew he wanted to get to the end of his promo talking about the shock stick and how the Mountie will get the shock of his life. That's a, He wanted to tie that in, but he took a lot of back roads to get there. I mean, Bulldog promo should be, I'm f***ing huge. Yes. And I'm going to beat you up. That's it. That's all <laughs> Done. That's it. Done. And I would believe that. Oh, yeah. He's enormous. Yeah. Like, yeah. he should just... Flex his muscle and be like, you know, shrug and look back. <laughs> eh? Eh? Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's all he needs. And done. Yeah. I, I am much bigger than you. Yeah. I take it back. We had four debuts, if you count the We vignette, did. Because we, we get do. Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Bam Bam is back in the WWF or he is coming yes. back to the WWF. So in a little research that I found here on one of the many sites I go to, it says that according to Bigelow himself, he was coming back to the WWF to get more exposure because the current independence scene was awful and his New Japan deal ended and it was not renewed. Oh, Bam Bam Bigelow a- and King Kong Bundy are forever like twisted in my brain. Yeah. They're not the same I person, but somehow I, I always confound the two. I know they're very different. Now does, because I can never tell, like Bam Bam was a baby face in the late 80s when he was there the first time. Does he come back as a baby face? Uh, No, I think he comes back as a heel. I was going to say, because I couldn't really tell from that short little promo. It just said he was he was coming back. So I was like, is he going to be a face or is he going to be a heel? I didn't know. Now he stays heelish. He'll eventually main event WrestleMania. Yes. Good for you. That's true. Against Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, and here comes yet another debut. Yes, stuffed in a Tatanka match. (laughs) Yeah, they really (laughs) packed him into this one. They did. Tatanka's in a match, so people can use the bathroom. Here's the interesting 
part about this match that I found out again. I did a lot of research this week. You I was did, very proud man. of killing it. Tatanka is versing Dusty Wolf, born Barry Dale Wolf, and occasionally billed as Dale Wolf, but he also occasionally appeared as Doink the Clown. No kidding. He's like one of yeah. the substitute Doinks. So, is- the, so the red tight in this match against Tatanka is seeing his future in the stands. I call them red tight rainbow leopard shorts. Eventually, Vince will call him Dale Wolf, but he doesn't get a lower third. Vince can't stop calling him Dale Wolf. If you made a Dale Wolf drinking game, you would die. I've never heard Vince say the name of a red tight more than than in this match. Well, right. But in the background, on the hard cam side, on the steps, dead center, is Proto Doink the Clown. It's Matt Bourne in a... In an unrefined Doink outfit. Yes, a very, uh, very early stages Doink outfit. Yeah, Doink 1.0 in full effect. He's not doing anything. He's just acting cla- like goofy. Nice. No, yeah, he's he's acting goofy. He's not he's not inserting himself in the match. He's like Tatanka and Dusty here are not even paying any attention to him. You just see him on the hard cam. He's got one of those giant clown hammers. Yeah, he's you know, got mallet. Kinda, yeah, he's just dancing in the stands there. Yeah, he's going up and down. Sometimes I think he wasn't actually there, but then you see his feet. Did Vince and Perfect even mention him? Yeah, they noticed there's a clown there, but they don't say okay. much about him. They don't call him Doink. He's no. just there. He's in the background yeah. of the shot. Cool. Like he's an extra. <laughs> but kind of like Razor when he showed up at WCW. <laughs> yeah. And just walking in the background. <laughs> Dale's probably like, hey, I'm actually putting on a good match here. And everybody's yes. looking at this clown. Maybe I should be the clown. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's how he got that, that gig. Tatanka is uh, wrestling mm-hmm. 90% of his match now and only chopping in like his five moves of doom. So he'll only yeah. like go into the chops to do his ending cadence, which is actually kind of cool because he doesn't look so ridiculous with everything was, I, a, was a chop. Every single move was a chop. Now he's wrestling the whole match. And when it's time to put an end to the red tight, he'll start chopping. Yeah, because that's what that's what gets the crowd going. There is all the all the chops. Yeah, they like that they like the chopping from the Indian. Yeah, but if it's <laughs> everywhere, it's just it, it means nothing. But now it's like, all right, time to wipe him out. Chops him down. Starts uh, prancing around them, and then lays into him with you know chops from. First one's against his throat, next one's against his head, next one's going to be off the rope, and then he'll go mm-hmm. up the turnbuckles and do it. So. It's now his ending cadence. I think that works out great. Yeah, it does. And at this point, he is still undefeated. We get a really great camera shot in between the turnbuckles mm-hmm. of Doink, perfectly framed, and then they pan up to Tatanka. So, yeah, way to go, camera two. Camera two gets a, gets a raise on that one. Yeah. Very good. We get the, the merch shots of the uh Foam tomahawks, which are going for ridiculous money on eBay. They do a shot from up top, like second deck, after the pin. And you get to see something that you really can't see normally. And that's whenever the match would end, people would run to any open space. I noticed that. I didn't know where they were running to. I was like, oh, I remember that now from when we went. As you would see that. Any open space on the the aisle. Try to get a hand slap. To get a hand slap. I do remember that now. From tales of who the fuck is this guy, <laughs> we get Joe Bevins. <laughs> yeah, so it's it, it was tough to understand there. I wasn't sure if it was Joe Blevins or Joe Bevins the, on there. We couldn't the close really captioning. Yeah. says B E V I N S. All right, so I have a couple of different spellings here because when I looked it up, they had B. <laughs> B-L-E-V-I-N-S or B-E-A-V-I-N-S. Okay. So if anything's going to be wrong, it's probably the closed captioning because it's just just trying to get it out of thin air. Not sure. But he looks like uh, a grown-up version of Tom Hanks' friend in Big. I said the drunk (laughs) brother-in-law. I wrote down, Mean Gene's drunk brother-in-law got got his spot. (laughs) Exactly. His real name, by the way, is Joe Aiello. That's that's a better name. Yeah. So I don't know why they went with Joe Bledens. He got the job due to Nick Bockwinkle. Oh, okay. So that's how he got this. And did some promoting in you see, I'm doing like this is this is like red type type 2.0 uh, stuff right here. Like it's a red type announcer. A red type announcer. <laughs> So he did some promoting in Canada and later and is currently a morning drive radio host in Winnipeg. 
Does he ever appear again? Do we ever uh, see Joe ever again? I don't believe so. So he's just in for the show. It's like, hey, we just need an announcer. Couple of, yeah, a couple of Canada promos, yeah. Gene can't make the trip. They won't let him into Canada anymore. No. So he brings out uh, Ric Flair and Razor Ramon for an in-person interview. And Flair is in high gear on this one. <laughs> he's just all at the top of his register. Basically saying that nobody knows how to survive and stay alive than Flair does. So behind the curtain, these are the guys who saw him lose. Like Bret Hart won the belt on this show. And out comes Flair for an interview after he's lost the title yeah. to do this Razor promo about Survivor Series. Because he has to explain, yeah, I'm not champ anymore. I just lost it. But he literally just lost it. Yeah, for these people, he did. For us, right. it was two weeks ago. Or three or last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Maybe two, last week. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. He he flips it over to uh Razor and Razor's just Razor pulls a cheap Marin <laughs> <laughs> on this and says, Hey, they don't need no stinking belts. <laughs> yeah, they're like, We're both champions without belts. Yeah. And I'm like, exactly. well, so are we. <laughs> We're I don't, all champions. I don't have belts. You don't have a belt. No, We're I champs. Don't need a belt. You don't We're need champs. One. We're champs. We got this. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, Come at me, bro. Ric Flair <laughs> knows exactly where the red light is. He knows red light radar. That he can find the camera when it changes angle mm-hmm. almost immediately. He's almost as good as Mean Gene and Paul Bearer. You can really tell when they're a pro because one guy will just cut the promo to one camera and then the other yeah. camera will catch him in profile. Not Flair. When they change camera, yeah. he's like right there, dead on to the new camera. And then switches yeah. over to another camera, dead on to it. You can tell like the older school guys know when it turns on, I'm right there. And he switches yep. over. Flair's the shit. That shit was the bomb. I'm the shit. Yep. So they were, they were of course, cutting their promo on the, the Maniacs. Because that is, of course, the main event for Survivor Series. I, I, I don't feel this match has a lot of heat going into it. It, it, it just seems like, it, it, I think it would have had more heat. And I think I said this last week. It would have had more heat if it was just, if it was two singles matches. It feels sure. like it takes away from it to make it a tag team match. Yeah, one plus one equals like negative one in this one. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't, yeah. you're not getting more out of putting these two guys together. No. I always think tag matches with guys who aren't in a tag team just diminishes the match. It's like, yeah, who cares? It's like you want to see these two guys split off. You don't want to see teams of guys. Uh, and they did it all the time in this era. They would put these wacky tag teams together for one match, thinking if we have four top guys in one match, it'd be a bigger match. It's like it's the worst match. No. So, and, it, and knowing, you know, Hindsight being 2020 and knowing what happens, they still, you know, if they had made it two singles matches, you're not really not losing anything there. If it were two singles matches and it was just Flair against Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, for sure. You got uh, Razor versus Macho in a Macho battle, all about revenge because he cost him the title. And then you get a main event of Flair with the title against Warrior. Mm -hmm. You get a championship match. Much better than the Ultimate Maniacs versus Two random pairings. Yeah. Uh, I think, and you did the research, I think Joe Mm -hmm. Bevins, or however you pronounce his name, was a dental hygienist. He, Okay. You know when you go to the dentist and you have that one person with their arm like wrapped all around trying to get the... get the vacuum cleaner thing stuck into your mouth from a weird angle that is exactly what this guy looks like he's holding the microphone like the letter j around the guy's head instead of like just holding the mic up he's holding it around their face he doesn't even say anything like he doesn't ask any questions he's just holding the mic i was like you could have just put a mic stand there yeah he's useless giving the mic to yeah because rick flair just comes out and just starts talking like not even a question or anything about the match from joe he's just holding the mic yeah but he's holding the mic from behind them Mm -hmm. joe is behind these guys he's not out next to them or in front and being able to pass the microphone to whoever's speaking he's behind and he's trying to get the microphone in front of their mouth this Uh, is probably why he did not Stay too long. Yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully never see Mike again. Yeah. We get a Survivor Series report with Mean Gene, brought to you by every video ever. <laughs> <laughs> every video that they have put out so far on Coliseum Home Video. Yeah. 
<laughs> they wheel out a whole cart of yeah. <laughs> videos. Here they are. Here they are. This is what we have so far. Yeah. And I saw every cover I ever rented at Blockbuster Video. I, like, I rented all of them. Gene runs through the card. He starts with Macho Warrior versus Flair Razor. Of course, of course. And then he goes on to Sean and Brett, and we get a Brett promo. Yeah, we get a Brett promo, and he basically does the same promo that Sean did with the, you know, Sean is an excellent wrestler, blah, 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 but I'm a little bit better. It sounded familiar to his promos against Bulldog, yes. minus the family stuff. Yeah, they don't have a family connection in this one. So he just ends it with the, you know, are you the better wrestler? We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess we will. It would be hilarious if Sean gets Brett in a sharpshooter and they ring the bell on this show. It was, that would hey, be awesome. yeah. Every <laughs> time. It's freaking deja vu. <laughs> so, so like, f- five years later, you could be like, I should have seen this coming. <laughs> Easily. It's exactly Easily. what happened the last time. <laughs> Bamboozled again. We get a promo for the nightstick match of Bossman and Nails. We get Nails in a ring with the pole behind him and the nightstick at the top. And this is Nails minus his vocoder. So he's <laughs> just trying to do that gravelly sound for this. And he's climbing the pole and it makes me not want to watch this match even more. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a good on a pole match. Yeah. But the nightstick on a pole with very, very spitty nails, who hasn't proved to anybody he can wrestle. Not feeling it. Like, yeah, I mean, a couple weeks in, you're right. We would have had the mystique. He beat down the boss man. Every red tidy faces, he just chokes to death and throws him on a stretcher. He's a threat. Mm-hmm. Two, three months in, you're like, this dude just can't wrestle. And he's dumb. And his gimmick hasn't been able to evolve. At all, because all he's got is the nightstick that he beats in his hand. It's saliva's all over his face, and he's got a vocoder on his waist. But there's no development there at all. Sorry, Nails. It's like the uh, expiration date went on Nails, I think. I think it's just Yeah. Uh, he is not long for this world. Speaking of matches we should have had like nine months ago. <laughs> exactly. Versus Tatanka for yeah. the f***ing feathers. <laughs> oh, wait. He still has the feathers? Yeah. I had no idea because he hasn't been wearing them and hasn't mentioned them for about a month now. Well, we've had but the ever-evolving ever model looks mm-hmm. and we get a promo eventually from the model where he's wearing yeah. a sailing outfit yeah but now he's in this match again with tatanka so he has a sailing outfit with the feathers with the feathers the feathers are back as part of his outfit which is just, it's just terrible fashion i guess they were just out of style for august <laughs> yeah. or for september rather but now f- that it's october Feathers are back in. You know, With a captain's wear, outfit? Don't wear feathers after Labor Day. Oh. You know that. <laughs> As promised from last week, we see the Undertaker and Paul Bearer inside of the workshop. This I remember for 30 years. It's got a big sign outside of it. You know, of course, it's a barn that says Undertaker. We get Paul Bearer coming in and doing all the talking while Undertaker is... He's planing. He has a plane. He's planing. He's planing. Over there, I Paul Bear pulls out this blueprint. It's <laughs> the funniest thing that I've ever seen. The, the coffin blueprint. <laughs> yes, the coffin blueprint with a cartoon version of Kamala <laughs> inside the coffin. Well, you got to make it's, sure it fits. It doesn't even look like Kamala. It looked like a cartoon version of Kamala. The yeah. big, like, round head on him. Is, is Undertaker drawing that picture? I, I don't think he is, but it was hilarious. <laughs> because it's a literal blueprint of the coffin, and just to make sure you know it's Kamala's coffin. Yeah. We have yep. cartoon Kamala in the middle. Yes. And the I Undertaker sure. has a Xerox of it, so he can work on his, you know... Of course. You know, one is none. You got to have one for him yes. to use, too. Measure twice, cut once. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Hacksaw wants you to vote. Yeah, that came out of... I, I guess that's like his job right now, because he's been doing this for the past three weeks of just these very, very quick PSAs to make sure that you vote on Election Day. Because not only is it Halloween, but it's going to be Election Day a uh, couple, of, couple of days later. This is a great Tales from the Unexpected because Sean and Sherry come out. Yeah. Didn't notice that there wasn't a red tight. Should have. You got the heart mirror, which now has red semicircles drawn on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Sean does a picture-in-picture during his entrance. And I'm like, this is such a weird spot to put a picture-in-picture because, well, it's stepping all over the entrance. And also, Mm -hmm. you know, they usually do it because there's nothing to see during a red-type match. And then you finally figure out why. Because Guns N' Roses' Marty Jannetty shows up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was was the the quintessential babyface. Coming into this, comes in from the crowd, and they do the most awesome picture where they've got Sean looking at himself in the mirror, as he normally does, with Sherry holding him. And then you just see, in the mirror, you see Jannetty in the background. (laughs) And the look on Sean's face is just... Is very perfect. But what I want to know is during this whole thing that Sean's looking in the mirror, what's Sherry looking at that she does not see? Doesn't notice Janetti. Doesn't notice Janetti coming in. Well, she's probably just like so enamored by looking at Sean that she has blinders to everything. That's that's what I'm going to guess. What Sean shouldn't have done Mm -hmm. is while he's looking at the mirror, you never say Janetti three times. Oh, (laughs) damn it. Because if you do, (laughs) it's going to show up behind you. Marty pops up from behind you like goddamn Candyman. (laughs) I will have to remember that next time I'm looking in a mirror. This is weird because you never really got the Janetti Sean blow off. Sean just turns bad and goes Ooh. on his murdery way and Janetti disappears into the ether. Guns and Janetti shows up. He's in this giant yeah. Guns and Roses t-shirt which he cut the neck out of to make it look even more ridiculous. Yeah, And he starts wailing on Sean and beating the hell out of him. And he's still doing his rocker shit where he's like jumping up oh, and yeah. down. That's what he's got. That's, that's his gimmick. This would have been I know they do a couple matches but they really should have gone for a huge feud between Janetti and Sean. That would have been awesome. Just the rockers against each other oh yeah oh yeah like as a serious run the blow off of this was very subdued compared to what it could have been especially with this was this was like almost like poetic justice the way that they set this up because with sean kicking janetti through the the window Mm -hmm. and then he comes back and he tries to crack Sean over the head with the mirror and Sean pulls Sherry in front of him and Sherry gets it. Sherry takes a nasty, nasty hit and breaks the, the mirror breaks like all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was, that was like, not that Sherry deserved that, but it was like, it would have been like full circle if Sean had actually gotten that. So you're like almost like hoping that he gets hit with the mirror. Uh, yeah, I think that's what makes it even work better for Sean. It's like, yeah, I kicked you through the window. You tried to smash the mirror on my head, but I still outsmarted you. Yeah. And it's just great. Sherry's awesome. Yeah. I mean, she takes it right to the dome. And they stretcher her out with two of the phoniest looking doctors. Well, have- I put on my notes, the only way that you know that they're doctors is that they have stethoscopes. <laughs> they're wearing regular shirts. They don't have lab coats, I guess, in the yeah. back. So they just found white short sleeve shirts to put on. On mm-hmm. top of their their dress shirts, Harvey Whippleman yes. looks more like a real doctor <laughs> than these doctors. Well, he's got a doctor's briefcase. I'm confused again with why they're timing some of the things the way they're doing it. Yeah, you're going into this match with uh, Flair as champion. You're pushing Warrior as the number one contender, and then you pivot on that. You take the belt off of him. Okay, mm-hmm. so now you have Brett. He needs an opponent. Let's give him Sean because you know they're going to have a good match. So now you have this semi-main event, which should be the real main event, with mm-hmm. uh, Shawn Michaels against Bret Hart for the title. So that should be what we're, we're seeing. We don't. We see Marty Jannetty jump Sean. So my yeah. guess is this is the show that Bret Hart wins the championship with. They're not sure mm-hmm. what the hell they're going to do with him for Survivor Series. So Sean and Marty are going to have a thing. And then they decide, hey, why don't we give Sean the Brett? Because this is actually happening the day Brett wins. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it as we're in two to three weeks of promoting Brett Sean. But we're really not. This is the day Brett wins. Yeah. So bad timing for Marty because yeah. they don't get to follow through with it. Yeah, that's going to take a little bit of the heat off of the Jannetty and Michaels feud moving forward. Yeah, unfortunately. We're, we're not going there. We're going we're going Sean Brett. It just you know, seems like overall this this whole episode is is as as much as I love this episode because there's so much packed into it. It just seems like it's all over the place with various feuds going on between the same exact people you're caught in pivots where we're gonna mm-hmm. actually go with a different champion and you're caught with taping because this is weeks in the past so none mm-hmm. of it's really f- gelling or fitting into place and you probably no. still do a tour every month 
but we still also have to promote Survivor Series. So we've got a lot of stuff like Venn diagrammed into this show that would make sense for certain shows. Like maybe if I went mm-hmm. to the Boston Garden, I would see Sean versus Janetti and it would make perfect sense. But watching this on the national feed going into Survivor Series, I'm like, what's what's going on? Why, yeah. why am I seeing three feuds on top of one guy. I almost feel like I'm going to see a run-in on every single match at Survivor Series. <laughs> it's like, yeah, did Vince Russo write the show? Bro, it don't yeah. matter. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have to make sense, bro. You We're going to swerve. <laughs> everything's swerving. We're going to swerve everywhere. Yeah, we got yeah. we got Brett Sean, but I'm going to throw Janetti in there. They'll never see it coming, bro. <laughs> But it kind of feels like that. Yeah. We are back in the event center with Sean Mooney wrapping things up. This is the Martell versus uh, Tatanka promo where Tatanka wants his shit back. Yeah, I did my dictation on Tatanka here. Okay. So just to go through this, because I feel like now that we're not going to have too many more warrior segments like this, I need a new warrior. So Tatanka is my new warrior right now. Got it. Just his pontification (laughs) all over the place. So Survivor Series. This is not only my opportunity to take back what is rightfully mine, but survival is what my people are all about. Rick Martell, you will soon find out that all great Native Native Americans have survived for over hundreds and hundreds of years. And at Survivor Series, Martell, I vow to take back what is rightfully mine. My feathers. Again <laughs> with the feathers. <laughs> yes. So I was like, at the end of that, I was like, so he still has them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he never got them back. So and, you know, we saw that match on Rampage, but uh, <laughs> apparently that one didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't He doesn't get him back. He beats him, no. doesn't get it back. He's undefeated. Nope. He's faced a model all over the country, never mm-hmm. gets his feathers. And the model is like in a totally different gimmick now. For the summer, he was in his little uh, beret. Mm-hmm. And then he had his tennis outfit for the Wilmington match. Tennis outfit. Uh, Wimble- Wilmington. Yeah. Wil- Wimbledon match. And then he's in his stripper raincoat. And yep. now he's in a sailor suit. And he had to go get the feathers and put them with the sailor suit. Put him on the cap, of course. <laughs> Doesn't work. We're all over the place. We're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, the model, best line of the night, you gave them to me oh. and now you want them back. What are you an Indian giver? <laughs> oh, I said, ouch. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. I'll take that things that would never time. make air today for 500 Alex. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one was a little rough. I was like, can't say that one today. That's not going to go too well. We are way off model because, speaking of model, we're way off model because yeah. we get a third promo. Oh, we never get three promos. You never go three promos, Sam. No. Two, two promos. That's all you need. That's it. Yeah, we get a boss man promo. And as I mentioned before, you know, boss man does his thing. But it's at this point, I feel like this has kind of lost its thunder. It's run its course and, you know, just blow it off. Get it done with at this point. Yeah. Should have happened months ago. I guess Vince doesn't want anybody to worry. He comes back on the air and says, Sherry's okay. And uh, Jeanette yeah. is very sorry. Yeah. and Because he, uh, he hit a woman. He hit, a, hit a woman. And you don't do that on, on live TV. And uh, yeah, so did you like the episode, Than? I did. I did because this was story packed. It, it barely had any matches to it. We, it got, we got the big match at the beginning and, and then we got the one match. Um, who was it? Who was the other one that we saw? We only had two remember. red tights. We had one red oh, tight loses to Lo- Yokozuna and the other oh, that's one what it was. loses yeah. to Tatanka. But that yeah, is so we had it. three matches, three mm-hmm. matches the entire night, and the rest of it was all story. And yes. it was all like almost like pivot stories in many cases, because with mm-hmm. the introduction of uh, the head shrinkers yep. and bringing Janetti back in, you know, there's a lot of new stuff happened on this this episode. So I was very happy to see that it, it made it feel like one of the quickest shows to watch. It was quick. It was packed. It, there's so much in here. You have a mm-hmm. title change. You have a debut of the head shrinkers during the title change. You know, mm-hmm. they, you have uh, the uh, nasties turn face 
all mm-hmm. all of that's in one match, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you have Yokozuna debut. You have mm-hmm. uh, Doink the Clown show up. You have a... Uh, they're still promoting Survivor Series because you get Razor and Flair doing a, an interview. You yeah. have uh, Bam Bam Bigelow saying he's coming back. Janetti yeah. returns. Yeah, like Janetti returns. This is all in one show. Like, this yeah. is, I thought a lot happened in Hershey. Hershey now feels <laughs> ripped off. They were there yeah. for 112 weeks <laughs> watching a taping, thinking that they saw the, the most packed show of all time. And yeah. Canada's over here like, hold my beer. Yeah, Canada's like, everything's bigger in Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck you, Hershey. <laughs> Canada kicked ass over here. It, he did. Just when you thought it was over, they have the uh, tune in next week. Oh and they, an- they announced Money Incorporated is going to uh, have to defend against high energy. Oh, yeah. And, and Jimmy Hart is ripshit about this. They he haven't is. even had enough time to celebrate and smell the roses. <laughs> and not only are they doing cold opens all the time now, where we're not getting any main title sequence. But now we're getting a cliffhanger preview ending every show. It's like Mm -hmm. there's some kind of twist Shyamalan ending or some kind of tag ending that makes you want to tune in next week, which is something that we had talked about when we started this thing way back. Like there's, there's no reason to tune in next week it's going to be just the same we end with the event center next week you got to see the other half of the roster you didn't see this week and you were yeah. saying you wish that there was some kind of cliffhanger well your wish has been granted then because, because every week we're getting a, something's going to happen next week and it's going to be big we're going to get boss man mm-hmm. we're going to get the head shrinkers actually you know do a match. We're going to see yeah. them in, in the ring where you get the money incorporated high energy match all on tap for next week. And the thumbnail on the cock is <laughs> Damien Demento. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, I have no idea because I, I saw the picture for next week and I'm like, I have no idea who that who guy, this guy is. is. This is Damien uh, Demento. He's, he, Damien he, remi- Demento. he reminded me of the Warlord. Okay. Yeah, that's, I was thinking it was some type of Warlord character. Very, very, very similar to a warlord right. character where he's just like an overinflated bodybuilder looking dude and they gave him a wacky gimmick to run around in. So, yeah, maybe awesome. we'll see Damien next time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Sayonara Undertaker. Sayonara Undertaker. Shawn Michaels has been kicked out of the building by Marty Jannetty. Guns and Jannetty. Guns and Jannetty. He's out. That's right. The spaghetti yeah. incident in full effect. Yeah. The spaghetti, the Janetti incident. <laughs> the Janetti incident. Uh. That would have been a better title for that album. 